I feel like this this episode was kind of random. Yeah, I'm like thinking to myself in the back of my mind, what shall we call this? <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't even know. We'll we'll figure it out. Kind of a brain dump, like <laughs> right. Maybe that's what it will be called, brain dump. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's it authentic. Is. What can we say? <laughs> Hello, welcome to Spiritually Divergent, where we explore our shadows to navigate the present and plant new seeds for the future. My name is Ariana, and I'm here with Courtney. Hey. And yeah, today's episode is unknown. <laughs> like maybe station, maybe something else, maybe the moon's cycle. I don't know. <laughs> the cards will tell. Yeah, we're going to start with some cards. Okay. First card, six of swords. Second card, the hero fant in reverse. Hmm, I don't think I've ever gotten that card. I feel like I have once. And okay. I can't quite remember. It's definitely seems like powerful feminine energy mm-hmm. based off of the imagery, but and then King of Pentacles in reverse. All mm-hmm. right, all right. So let's see here. <clears throat> What'd you say? I didn't say anything. Oh, okay. <laughs> I did in my head, but I, so I maybe didn't... I maybe I heard you. <laughs> <laughs> I've been rewatching Harry Potter, and I just like the music is just playing in my head. okay six of swords transition change rite of passage releasing baggage Mm. yes no baggage here that fits the hero fant in reverse, personal beliefs, freedom, and challenging the status quo. Love that. Okay. I'm, I'm down Love with you. King of Pentacles reversed. Financially inept. <laughs> inept? Oh. <laughs> Obsessed with wealth and status. Stubborn. Oh, okay. Hmm. Not I. Not us. <laughs> I, okay. I wasn't trying to talk about that today, Spirit. <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel like it, it fits for me. I I feel like it, I don't know about the last one. Maybe that's the stubbornness. But the first two, I definitely feel, I don't know. Say the first one again. I'm sorry. It's like I remember, but I also don't. Um, Transition, change, no baggage. No baggage. Yeah. That just made me think of ever since taking that attachment quiz and getting secure, I've noticed myself have more confidence in a way about just my everyday task and everyday life and like Mm -hmm. little doubts of like, okay, well, how do I move as a secure person? What does it look like? What does it act like? What do I act like being secure? Like, I mean, I know that like that uh, validation, I guess, from the quiz was helpful, but it's like, okay, now how can I apply that to every aspect of my life? Like, what does it mean to be secure financially, emotionally, physically? Like, what mentally, spiritually? What are the ways that I can be secure and release the baggage? And I think that 
shifting into a secure mindset allows me to be more open to surrender. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Are you learning that lesson? I know. I know. <laughs> Is it coming like, full circle? I know. And it, it makes sense. I guess that that would be for this Leo full moon that we're having. Like it would make sense that it's in my 12th house. That's the end. That's a chapter close. Right. So yeah. it's like I'm closing the fear and I'm going fully into surrender and trust. And it's like mentally for months, I've been trying to retrain my subconscious into surrender. And now I'm ready to fully embrace what my subconscious has been learning and fully implement. Yeah, it's been trickling down for so long now. It's reaching its own level of actually integrating. Yes, yes, yes. And that's a big thing we kept saying, like with this full moon, that we're going through right now we both keep saying like it just doesn't feel that crazy usually full moons were like oh my god I'm so triggered and I know exactly what I need to release but these past couple days it's just like um I'm good (laughs) and I think it's because you're right we've been doing it for so long that it's almost the reward We, we said earlier we're in our reward season right now yeah exactly I love me a good reward (laughs) yeah but also surrendering to receiving rewards yes. is the big topic. And that's been a big word for us lately yeah. is allowing ourselves to receive. And that's why this King of Pentacles in reverse fits for me personally, because it's, it's so it said stubborn, right? I recently just was very honest with my partner about my finances and we had this whole conversation and I just showed things that I've never showed anyone because I always have this mentality of like no it's fine just keep it under the wraps and I'm gonna figure it out myself and like a shame and a hyper independence of like I can't let anyone see how bad it is because I just have to keep figuring it out by myself like that to me is where the stubborn this stubborn word is calling me out a little bit because then when I allowed that to be seen I allowed myself to receive support and Uh, support that I was not expecting and just couldn't really even put words to if I tried I could have never really asked for that (laughs) yeah I never really would have known what that looked like until I had that moment of vulnerability so um yeah and I feel that too in like um um the second card like talking about femininity as well and like how I've just been trying to surrender more to my feminine energy Mm -hmm. and the stubbornness of receiving emotional support or admiration Mm. I think is like where my masculine wants to come in and be like I can do that myself you don't need to (laughs) open the door for me you don't need to like do these like be so caring towards me (laughs) in a way it's like I I I want that um and accepting that I want that um and practicing receiving that I think is the stubbornness that I have been really working through um especially in this age of dating and really trying to put myself out there in a new way and accept myself in a new way and be so feminine presenting and forward. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I, I just so relate. Yeah. Cause it's, and for me, it's like support too. And just letting my stuff be seen, like my creativity. Um, I've just been keeping it to myself for so long and the kind of assuming that no one will support me but then also being mad that no one is supporting me but no one knows because I'm not sharing it and just starting to slowly release little things and actually like 
share my website and some blog posts and stuff. It's been really nice to actually have friends and family and people reading things and reaching out to me and just a wave of support that, again, I could have never really expected. Yeah. Like it's kind of coming from people that I would not have. I don't, I barely like remember them from college and they're like, oh my God, I loved this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I love okay. Cool. I that's feel so, so like seen. <laughs> and I think that's the biggest transition and I guess chapter to close, at least for me, is allowing myself to be seen unapologetically. Right. And not feeling the shame. I think like you were saying the creativity, like, yeah, I think in the past I've presented my creativity in one way and that was always architecture and design. And it was like, okay, this is the only way people accept my creativity in a way. Right. Because it seems more normal or it's also making me money and it's these things right. uh, attached. And it's like, okay, well, what about the other creative aspects of myself? How can I present those and not feel shame around having multiple interests? And I think it's like the shame of ADHD as well of like, oh, we are supposed to be scatterbrained and like we can't commit to things and like we start new tasks and don't complete them and like blah, 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 blah. And it's like, okay. Some, th- some of that might be true, <laughs> but also I should be allowed to try new things and new hobbies and new expressive ways of sharing myself without the shame that it's it has to last for a certain amount of time to be of value. Yeah. It reminds me of what you said in our hyperfixation conversation about like teenage Ariana having to choose as an adult reclaiming that like no I'm gonna choose everything that yeah. I want to choose and it's not scatterbrained I just can still be powerful by having my hand in many areas you know? yeah yeah exactly and accepting that like I'm never gonna be a one path person I need to have multiple all at the same time and then once I have all of them then I can narrow down and like some things might be more priority at a certain time than others and I can make that decision myself but I don't want to limit what I have access to I don't want to limit the creative abundance and flow yeah and that to me just seems like the uh, such a more natural state for us to be in as humans to allow waves of things to come to us and we benefit from it at for a time and then maybe something else comes up but then this project that we worked on 10 years ago finally makes its way back. Or even I'm just thinking of like having passive income and like different streams of revenue. Like you don't have to be the master in a certain career to be successful and to have an income or to feel abundant. I completely agree. I completely agree. Having the options and I feel like that's a real flow state is letting things come and flow to you and be open to receiving at all times so that when the idea presents itself it's like okay I can implement this now or I can hold on to that implement it later but just allowing it to flow and and receive and and then also like if you're constantly in a state of receiving you get to decide like oh I've received too much right now that might have to wait or give that idea to somebody else pass it on to someone else I don't Mm -hmm. think I receive that right now um and then kind of just like then you can delegate how you receive yeah Yeah. I'm just smiling because when you started saying this I was thinking of big magic and then you just referenced other things from big magic (laughs) 
I love that book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's seducing your creativity, being in flow, and accepting that some ideas come to me but aren't meant to be acted on by me right now, and yeah. that's okay because somebody else might have the spark and the passion to do it. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. And that state of flow is what's required to manifest. Yeah, so true. I think that's when manifestations are more successful or come to you quicker when they're coming from a state of flow. And I think when you're in flow, you're more present, which means you're more connected to your emotions. And manifestation is really about the feeling, feeling what it's like to have that, feeling what it's like to experience, to be on that timeline, that place. Right. And really encompassing all of that into your manifestation. And kind of acting as if you already have it. Yeah, exactly. Or feeling as if you already have it. That's what attracts it to you. Yeah. 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 And I think that, yeah, with this big chapter close, it's like, like we were saying, I feel like I don't have much to talk about. (laughs) Um, Just because it is the end. And I guess it's just like a gratitude moment for me to Mm -hmm. take and have for the work that I've done in the past to allow me to feel this state of calmness and ease of letting go of a chapter and have appreciation and be like wow I really did that I really got myself here yeah and I'm grateful to my past selves for allowing me to be here to receive I feel the same I love that grateful for my past selves because it's kind of like all these um even lifetimes before me and then just different versions different ages of Courtney all led me to this moment to be able to bring it to fruition Mm -hmm. and it's funny because these are the things I've been saying for years about like writing and showing my creativity in that way and lately I've just been doing it and I am so surprised with myself and it feels so good to have that closure again with ADHD like I there's so many times where I've like written something and then never come back to it but I tell myself like okay that's just a draft and I'm gonna come back to it and I'll make that a blog post or something and then I never do. But lately, it's it's so much easier to complete the process. Mm-hmm. And I think that I've just released so much that it's, like, easier to return to my creative process and allow it to come to fruition, allow it to complete itself. Mm-hmm. And easier to just let it be, put it out there and let it be. And that's just truly being in flow. Like, that's what it means to be in flow is you right. have this process that you've really locked in and it feels supernatural and you're just letting allowing yourself to fully express it for where you are right now because it will change in the future I'm sure but it's like allowing where you are right now to thrive and embrace and experience yeah yeah and you know what's you know what's interesting and this might feel a little off topic but go with me here I feel like I'm picking up where my parents left off Mm. because in a lot of ways, like my mom is a therapist, right? But she's like really, she's starting to get into her blog and she's starting to enjoy it. And I see her going through this process and I'm like, what, how are you doing that so easily? That's what I've been trying to do (laughs) for years. And then my dad also recently decided he's going to write a book and he's been reading me some of his chapters every time I call him. And I'm just like, damn, dad, you are good. Like the way he describes things and just his juxtaposition and his humor. And I'm just like, I think it's just been nice to acknowledge that I have roots of where I get this from. 
and I get to pick up where they are leaving off in a whole new way. Um, like it's just, uh, solidifying, I guess. Yeah. And you guys are probably feeding off of each other too and allowing each other to bond and be creative together and wanting to share with each other. And I think that's exciting because it's also motivating you to keep going when you're all writing different things, but it's still, you're all writing and you're all expressing yourselves. So just that bonding experience and support, it's a different type of support. Right. Yeah. Oh, oh. I love that you say that. I'm going to, it makes me want to cry a little bit because it's like last episode we were talking about avoidant attachment and some of the themes that I just noticed on the way I was parented and how I was almost avoided and how that's shifting now and feeling a different type of support from them in that way and being creative together. Oh, <laughs> That's so cute. <laughs> Do you feel that at all? Kind of with the, your lessons of receiving, does that relate generationally at all? I don't know. I guess. I guess it could just because I think that my family has always been like a we have to go get it we have to go do this we have to work Hmm. everything is like we have to initiate instead of receiving and I I definitely feel like I've been sitting in that more of even conversations with my mom (laughs) around like oh well you need to what makes you think that you can get that by just like things are just gonna come to you and I'm like well why can't they just come to me like why I don't understand why that can't happen. Mm-hmm. So I think in that sense of just challenging it and and allowing myself to rest as well, I don't know. I ha- I'm going to have to think about that. But I do, I could see how it could relate. Yeah. I, I, I have an inkling that it does too with what you said about rest and yeah, just some of the things that you've even just been challenging with your mom lately. Yeah. Yeah. I am my own person (laughs) Mm -hmm. and I can do what I feel is best for me. And that's the biggest level of trust that I've found in myself, in my security. That's what it means to be secure with myself is trusting myself. Yes. Yeah. And it's so funny because now in moments too, like, because I feel that way, I notice when I'm like feeling indecisive about something, I just ask myself a question And I'm just like, well, okay, well, like, should I do this? Should I not? And then, like, I'll just hear that voice and they'll be like, yes, no. Is this authentic to me? Yes, no. Like, it's just so clear. And I no longer, before, like I said this before, like, I feel like I was trying to do things on my own without my guides in a way. And that was the stubbornness. Mm -hmm. And now that I can be secure in asking for help from them and from my higher self, it's just like, okay, well, I don't have to stay in my headspace and ruminate about things and go down these rabbit holes of options. I can just ask and then get an answer and then be like, okay, let's move on. (laughs) Right. We don't have to spiral and like try to make sure that it's the right thing in all directions. It's just I get that intuitive yes and I go with it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what you said I think it was our conversation last week, just us personally, 
you had said, like, I think part of what I want my next layer of work to be is to use, start using my intuition in a way that it knows I'm trusting it almost. Mm -hmm. I can't remember the words that you use, but that was part of a, a new layer that you know is coming for you. Yeah. Yeah. Using my intuition just always, just always trusting. And it's so interesting that I've always been good at using my intuition with other people and giving advice mm. to other people and, so um, you know, <laughs> channeling just real easy for others. Um, and so it's now channeling for myself and trusting my intuition for myself and just making it more at home, more authentic for me and living that life. Yeah, what authenticity feels like in your body. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, my intuition has gotten so loud. It's so funny how <laughs> things change. I love, in our conversation, it was the same conversation last week. I think we were trying to figure out what we should talk about on the podcast. And I we were talking and you said, my tummy says no. <laughs> and I was like, all right, then we're going to yeah. do it then. We got to trust yeah. your tummy. <laughs> exactly exactly and that's that's exactly what it's been and like I just if I find myself wanting to sprawl I just tap on my heart and I'm just like okay what should I do about this and then that's when I get my answer and it's like okay let's go back into this space let's remain in our heart space and the answers will come yeah I love that tapping on your heart space to find your answers yeah I have a silly um, comparison, but I just noticed this within myself last night. Wednesday nights are usually the nights I like take a bath and meditate and kind of do my own thing. But I was so tired and I've been a little sick. So I, I didn't, I didn't have the energy to do that, but I also knew I wanted to like be quiet and kind of in my own thoughts. And my partner is watching TV and I'm like so torn because I want to like be next to him but I don't want to be watching what he's watching because he he just likes he's just drawn to like more of those overstimulating shows and I'm just like I just want to sit in silence you know Mm -hmm. so I'm like so torn on what I want and he's joking at me he's kind of laughing at me at this point like why don't you just come lay down or why don't you just go take a bath and then see how you feel like you'll figure it out once you start doing something but I'm just sitting there in paralysis kind of having these tugs back and forth of like okay I could go on the couch so I could relax and be in my own thoughts. But my intuition's like, no, no, that feels weird. Could be in the bath. No. And finally I just turned to him and I was like, you know what I really want to do? I do want to lay here with you, but I want to watch Harry Potter. And he was like, okay, (laughs) okay, let's do that. And it's just, again, allowing myself to receive because it's like, I'm hyping myself up as if this decision is so hard. When yes. really all I need to do is just say what I want <laughs> and give someone the opportunity to give it to me. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's like the anticipation of knowing what you want, but feeling like it's not what you want or not sure that you should have it and receive it. That's what it is. It's not sure if you should, you can receive it. So you mm. don't ask, even though you know right away. So it's like, you're trying to problem solve something that you already have a solution to And that's the reason why nothing else feels right or you're spiraling because you already have the solution. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that. I say that to myself too. And it really is just an awareness of, for me, what the energy feels like too. Because it's literally, again, paralysis. I'm staring at the floor, feeling my frantic tug of war internally versus like, 
the solace and the calm of no you know what you want to do <laughs> yeah yeah like why are you I, fight for this <laughs> yeah I love what you said do I am I allowed to have that I think that's literally like an inner child fear like that's a voice that comes up in my mind of like no you can't have that are you sure yeah are you sure it's supposed to be that easy yeah I definitely feel that but then there's also the inner voice inner child voice I have that is like why can't I have that <laughs> like the stubborn other yeah side. That's exactly like, that's like why can't I no excuse me what do you mean <laughs> I don't know what that means mm-hmm. <laughs> like I should be able to have everything that I want but it's also realizing and I think shifting that the no doesn't mean I can't have it it just means that maybe it's not meant for me to have it right now or maybe that's not actually my best intention or mm-hmm. for my highest self it's a redirect <laughs> Yeah. I love that. That's the more authentic inner child that knows what it wants and needs. Yeah. If and, kids and, always know what they want and they need, they just don't maybe have the critical thinking skills to know what's best for them. Right. Like they think they know what's best for them, but they're also very vocal saying, no, I don't want that. No, that's yucky. Yes, I do want that. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and really it's the parent's job to be the one who helps them understand why yeah. it's not meant for them right now or why there's yeah. a lesson to be learned or, or something to be found from from the no. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's very true. And, and that's that redirect, I feel like, with, I don't know, I don't have children, so I feel like I... <laughs> But I feel like stuff I see with gentle parenting online that it's always like, you don't actually say no, you pose a question for different options, like you rephrase, and you give different directions and you guide it's like putting up guardrails like, okay, well, let's just kind of guide towards this way and see what comes up. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's kind of gently saying, no, we're not going to jump off of this because it's dangerous. But if you want to jump on the couch for a minute, that's okay. I'll I'll help you stay safe while you jump on the couch because I see that you have this energy that you want to let out. So it's like keeping, fostering that light and allowing them to still get some of their needs met, but also teaching them the appropriate boundaries. Yeah. And safety for themselves. But also I respect kids in a way because they know their boundaries. We just don't think that they know them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm just thinking of Noah because he just really is so dangerous. <laughs> I feel like he knows his boundaries, but he just thinks he's huge. Like he thinks yeah. he's a big kid. He's with in the, the stuff that he does. And I'm just like, bro, calm down. I mean, <laughs> you cannot, you barely are walking. <laughs> you yeah. cannot do the thing that your brother is doing right now. <laughs> so, but I think you're right. There is a part of them that's like so self assured. Um, I think it's it's just, at least in this case, it's bigger than his physical body at this point. (laughs) Which, yeah, that's when you do have to come in. And But I think also it's comforting to know that he's so self-assured because even if it doesn't work out, he knows that you have his best interest in mind. So it's like the security of knowing like, hey, I can do anything. And even if I can't, it's a safe space because my mom will like take care of me. Yeah. Yeah. That's very true. And now I'm going to cry. <laughs> it's so He's funny too, because he just wants an explanation. Like if I tell him no, or if I take something from him, 
he'll cry for a second but then when I start talking to him and saying like this is dangerous and we need to choose safe things his eyes kind of get wide and he looks at me and is nodding like okay okay I think I could get on board with that yeah yeah I don't know what dangerous means but if you say so right (laughs) dangerous (laughs) but anyways kind of getting back to the energy of flow and like, I guess, trusting in your own self-assurance and trusting your intuition. I, I just don't really have much to say. (laughs) (laughs) So our original intent with this conversation was to kind of share what full moon and new moon rituals we do and, or just like how we work with the moon cycles in order to uh, support our manifestation. Okay. So I'll start with the full moon. Um, we have a a ceremony that we usually like to attend and it's just a process of learning about what's going on with the astrology, pulling tarot cards, um, figuring out how it's impacting your chart. And, um, I usually journal about those things and then go through some sort of meditation. And then the best part, my favorite part, because I might be low key, a little pyro, um, is to write things down that you want to release and then you uh, you burn it. And that is the transmutation energy. It's, it's releasing the physical aspects of what you've written down into a new energy. So that's always my favorite part. I, I remember in the basement as a kid, there was this one time I lit a paper towel on fire and just put it in the sink and just watched it burn. <laughs> Like just, I always think of that like little Courtney. She's just a little witch. She just wanted to see some things burn. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I also, I've always loved fire, and I've always been obsessed with candles. And like, I just stare into the fire all the time. Like, yeah, I've, and that's I've done that. <laughs> yeah, that's part that I love too. Is depending on what I'm releasing, it has a different burning pattern. Or sometimes yeah. it is being really stubborn, and I have to keep lighting it. And I'm like, no, I will release you. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And I I like to look like if it's being stubborn, like what specific words maybe exactly. are and see like what what are you trying not to get rid of? Exactly. Right <laughs> We're gonna keep burning it. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And then that also gives me like something that I might have to keep releasing for a couple moons until it's fully gone or um mm-hmm. something I just am gonna have to be more mindful of for the next moon cycle of where it comes up, where that specific word or limitation presents itself right um, when I'm thinking about it yeah so kind of tying that into current awareness I think as we were saying I don't feel much urge to release in such a big way as we usually do but I think what I would release this full moon is just like any lingering limitations on what I allow myself to receive because again I think I've done so much work to receive but those are just the messages that keep coming up for me in yeah. those past couple in the past couple days so I'm just going to trust that and bring some language to it and that's just something to be aware of with the full moon cycles is that a couple days leading up to the full moon so the whole energy is that it's illuminating the shadows right if we think of the full moon it's bringing light to all of the nooks and crannies and of the darkness of our shadows that we might not see in our regular day-to-day lives so that's something to be aware of if you're working with the full moon is what's naturally being triggered for you in the days leading up to it. Cause that's probably 
giving you some direction on what needs to be released. Exactly. Exactly. And I think that for me, like you said, like I can tell that this is the end of a chapter. So I think just, I, for me, I'm just kind of releasing old timelines and old expectations. Cause that's, yeah, (laughs) like that's the biggest (laughs) thing, like old timelines, old expectations, anything that was in the past, like just fully, again, coming from a place of gratitude and being like, thank you for the past. Thank you for those past timelines that got me here, but you know, we're, we're jumping onto something new. Yeah. And that reminds me of this idea too, that it may not always have to be like a ritualistic thing in order just to work with the full moon. Sometimes it can be an action or something that helps you feel releasing. Yeah. So if, I don't know, do you have any brainstorming on like how you would work with this moon, even if you don't feel like strictly releasing in the way that we normally would I think that it's just been how I've been acting with dating like going on dates and how I present myself in dates and Mm. I think that's just the biggest action of being aware of oh I'm putting my femme first oh I'm being more mindful of what I share and how I how I share myself and I'm being more vulnerable and more honest that's the action piece yeah in that action, you are releasing the masculine need to control, need to hide parts of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And then that also just, like I was telling you earlier, like it just changes the turnaround time. I feel like I've said this before. (laughs) I'm getting so much deja vu. And I think that's why it's hard for me. I feel like I don't have a lot to say because I just feel a lot of deja vu in this conversation. (laughs) Um, so, but anyways, I, I, like I was saying to you earlier, oh my God, now I lost my train of thought. <laughs> what was I saying to you earlier about, oh, the turnaround time. So with the turnaround time of just being like, okay, I had this date. What are moments I realized that certain things felt triggering or certain moments where I felt insecure or like I needed to over explain or over justify mm-hmm. my actions for the past instead of just letting those actions be and and knowing in my heart and my feelings that I did what I needed to do in the moment. I did what was best for me. And I feel shouldn't feel any shame or like I need to justify that to someone else because if this isn't their life, this is mine. Mm-hmm. And just kind of accepting that and and realizing when I feel like I need to share more and overshare. Does that make sense? I don't yeah. know if I something I feel like I said a lot of nothing (laughs) well I want to bring up something and I think it relates like the way I'm understanding what you're saying reminds me of what I call social recovery time where it's like after big interactions with people I do have to sit down and process like okay I think I might have missed a social cue there I think I might have overshared there I was Mm -hmm. proud of myself for this and I sometimes it takes me going through that to get to that point of self-confidence like no I actually I'm pretty proud of how I acted and I I think that was pretty authentic for me in that moment and next time I want to work on this uh, aspect of authenticity but for the most part I think I did pretty well I'm proud of myself like that for me has become an ADHD coping tool to like reassure myself after social interaction so is that what you're saying like the turnaround has been faster to reassure yourself 
yes that's exactly what I'm saying okay like, okay exactly how I'm reflecting and like then I I list like okay what are questions about things that I want to be more mindful of in the future and when I go again when I try again what do I want to be mindful of what do I want to challenge myself to do what was I proud of and I want to feed off of and continue to do mm-hmm. so yeah it's definitely that process yeah and that feels like a reflection of your secure attachment again and probably why you're <clears throat> in such a state of ease and experiencing that deja vu because I think we've said this before I don't know if I'm making this up or if I heard this somewhere but I think you experience deja vu more when you are shifting timelines or when you're like ready for something new yeah I you do and usually like deja vu um is it's like your subconscious so your subconscious wants nothing but for you to experience your highest timeline and deja vu is basically like your subconscious is trying to reprogram you while you sleep in your dreams like your Mm -hmm. highest self is whispering like this is what it means to be this is what it looks like this is what you do and so when you have deja vu it's like okay you've experienced this before because your subconscious has been telling you that this action relates to your highest timeline and this action is what it feels like to be on your highest timeline so your brain already knows because it's mapped out your life like before you come here you've mapped out what you want to learn and what the highest time will be and Mm -hmm. you your physical being is trying so hard to get you there so when you have deja vu it's like okay this was a part of the plan for my higher self before I got here so that's why I had this deja vu because I knew I was going to do this. Oh my God. Dude, I'm getting goosebumps because you're just describing the a lot of what I've been feeling lately. I've also been having more deja vu and some of my dreams. Do you ever just have dreams where you wake up and you like know that you just saw the future? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I've been having so many dreams like that. And also something that I know about myself, sometimes I'll have dreams where I'm like in my middle school classroom. And that's how I know middle school subconscious Courtney is processing something. So there's times where I can wake up and realize like, ooh, I think I've been triggered. And I think like there's a younger version of me that's processing through some feelings. Mm -hmm. But then there are other times where it's just straight up new and I'm like, whoa, I think that was the future. And recently, it was actually a couple nights ago, I've been meaning to tell you this. I had this deja vu moment where my son fell, the one I was referring to earlier, who likes to just pretend like he's a big kid. Um, He bonks his head all the time. He fell and I had this like quant, like I'm going to call it a quantum awareness of a past version of me talking to my mother-in-law. And I can remember this past moment, talking to my mother-in-law about the fears of motherhood and like the fears of something happening to your kids or something being wrong with your kids. And then I saw a future thing where I do find out something about him. And I hopefully, hopefully I'm not manifesting this, but who knows? And it was like, I saw it all at the same time, knowing that like, that might be something that I go through. Mm -hmm. Oh oh God. Saying this out loud is making me real. Maybe it's not knowing what you go through. It could also be, Ooh. Oh, I know I, I don't want to be feeling this but my intuition no, I, is like no oh. I have this feeling come like wave come over me but maybe it's it's just to create awareness like we've talked about this sometimes how your dreams can be timelines that mm. are dying off 
and how they can present themselves to tell you like you need to be mindful of this so that that timeline can die oh my god thank you so much you just made my you just eased my anxieties and you told me the same thing it was probably a couple years ago now because I told you this dream I had about my dad that was like terrifying yeah. And you told me maybe it's maybe something is just trying to tell you to be more present with him and like have a relationship with him with the time that you have left. And I was like, yes. And that is part of why we've gotten so close about our writing and things like that. So you're yeah. absolutely right. It's this deja vu moment of maybe other timelines of things that I have experienced or am experiencing in other timelines. And my present consciousness is like, hey, be careful here or just be mindful and be aware of the energy that you want to put into this relationship. So these other possibilities don't happen in this timeline. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's your future self like being like, Hey, we don't want this to happen. So I'm going to let you know now that it could happen. So you get to decide in this moment, how you want to adjust this timeline so that it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the stuff, that's the kind of stuff to be aware of when you, when you are shifting timelines and when you're going through a big transition, this card, right? This mm-hmm. first card of transition and change, those are the signs to be aware of and the good reminders of ways to not get anxious about it, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's so true. And like you were talking about timeline jumping, I feel like that's been on my mind a lot lately mm-hmm. <laughs> um, just because I've been having a lot of ringing in my ears and a lot of just moments of confusion. Mm-hmm. And I feel like whenever I'm going through some sort of transition, I have a lot of confusion because there's part of my brain that's trying to create a reality from a timeline I'm no longer in. And it's like trying to merge them in a way. Right. So it's confused that the same things that were in the other timeline aren't in here. And it's like trying to regulate and just like, find some sort of clarity or understanding some sort of middle ground when really the past stuff like has no bearings (laughs) yeah exactly exactly it doesn't work here it's not tied to this timeline so it's like okay well now I'm just confused about reality (laughs) in a way yeah (laughs) and it's not like a dissociation it's just a I, I don't even know how to say it. Like, it's just like it's, a, it's a quantum awareness. <laughs> yeah, it really is. It's just like, I, I, yeah, I, I'm no longer there. And it's like, I see over there, but there's just this invisible ghost bridge that's broken. It's just like, if it, the space in between is just a dark black hole. And it's like, I see this, the, the timeline of me standing on the edge over there and I'm on this edge over here and there's no way for us to reconnect. Because that yeah. bridge has crumbled and fallen. <laughs> yeah. It really does feel like just being aware of multiple realities and, and getting to choose which one you want for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And leaving the past in the past in a way. Mm-hmm. And not bringing that to the new timeline. Not bringing okay. those patterns, those beliefs to the new timeline. So mm-hmm. allow opportunities and maybe that's part of this lesson with the full moon because again like we've said we we know 
We know it all. We have all of the awareness. We've even been doing the action for a little while now. And maybe that's exactly what you said, to release the timelines and have no intention to bring those past timelines into this timeline, kind of assuming, acting as if we are on a new timeline. Officially. It's official. It's official. We're on a new timeline. (laughs) It's so interesting because I feel like Leo is the sun. Literally, it's like the sun. And so it's, you know, complete opposite from being in the sun is being in the moon right now. But Leo is also all about confidence. So I think that, like you said, the moon heightens your darkness. And I think this Leo moon is about finding confidence in your darkness in a way and finding confidence in your shadow and bringing that shadow to the light and letting it be in the sun and letting it get some warmth, you know? Wow. I just, we're just going to pause for some snaps because I love that. I'm writing it down. Okay. Because <laughs> I need to remember. I'm glad. I You know what I love about our friendship is a lot of times I say stuff to Courtney <laughs> and I don't even remember half the things I say to her. And I think that says a lot because when we're deep in conversations, all channeling, so I won't remember, but she she writes it down and then she'll say it back to me and I'll be like, oh, wow, that's so great. And she'll be like, you said that. <laughs> and I'm like, really? Yeah. And I'm I like, still- that was you. You said that. <laughs> that was I'll so great. <laughs> I'll say that to you sometimes when you're like, you know, telling me about something that you want advice on or something. I'm like, well, I'm going to say what you said two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah exactly like oh I say some pretty wise things sometimes (laughs) yeah and this might have to be a topic for another day but I just have to say that I feel like a lot of neurodivergence and a lot of mental health when we talk about dissociation and things like that could actually be just the quantum awareness of like just being aware of so much more than just this physical reality and but your brain can't compartmentalize your brain doesn't know how to make sense of it so it has to dissociate um mm. I think I've just always been so interested in that I have two points to that have you seen everything everywhere all at once no but that thought came up yes just okay, when I wrote down it. the whole quantum awareness thing just now yeah you need to watch it so okay. we can talk about it because that definitely is a theme and uh, now I don't know if I want to say I'm not going to say what I was going to say but well I'm just going to say part of it but like in the movie okay. that is an awareness of like it's so hard because they're like going through so many different experiencing all the timelines all at once and that can be a lot of pain and a lot of torture and so it's like how can I I don't know like once you know that there are all of these timelines that exist it's like how can I be present in each one at the same time yeah wow but then my second thing that I was gonna say is um I believe that the reason some of these like ADHD and this awareness is that um in neurodivergence is we are meant to be the breakers of generational trauma mm-hmm. and because we come from generations that didn't feel and allow themselves to feel all these things now we feel everything yeah and we feel like really we were given the gift of feeling like that's the thing we were given the gift of feeling so that we could process for everyone before us who didn't allow themselves to feel so that we can break that trauma yeah. and break that curse. yeah yeah and it's it's a 
heavy weight to bear, but it also is a gift because we have the power to finally shift. Yeah. 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 Mic drop right there. No. Comes lots of responsibility. (laughs) Yeah. Make sure you're doing that shadow integration and. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Processing through all of the anger and fear and suffering so that you don't go to the dark side <laughs> or go Dude. to the dark side but you no know, like right go yeah. to the dark side let yourself be in the dark side and yeah. you the thing is is that we define our own dark side so like what you define as dark is going to be different what de- what I define as dark because yeah. we different experiences and interactions and all of that so really it's in our own head (laughs) of a way (laughs) yes of what darkness is I'm I'm just gonna keep bringing up Harry Potter today because all of like all of Harry Potter just lately keeps reminding me of all of these things that like you do have to kind of feel the dark to be able to tap into the light like there's like Harry his his mind gets taken over by Voldemort but he ends up using that as like a strength and then he feels his own darkness because of it because of his connection to Voldemort and it's like and then even Snape right he's like still good but he's still like is pretty much in the dark like he uses a lot of dark things but he I guess what I'm trying to say is like there's lots of different levels to the awareness that people can have and the way that people can use their power um yeah yeah. I don't know that felt random but it seems related to where I've been at what with you're my saying Harry Potter to think of when Harry is like um talking to Dumbledore I think this was after like I don't remember I think it was after Chamber of Secrets and he's like you know I, we're so similar like you know what if I'm supposed to be like him or like you know how do I know I'm different and Voldemort's I mean and Dumbledore's like well the fact that you are concerned about that is how you know you're different Right. because you're concerned that you're too similar like that's how you know you're different is you're actually thinking about it and you're right. wanting to be different yeah so I think just bringing that awareness yeah and like you were just saying taking over the mind that's when Dumbledore too is like Harry it's not how you're like it's how you're different like remember how you're different and yeah yeah he says that to him yeah when Harry's like having that moment in order of Phoenix that Voldemort's yeah. like taking over him you know yeah <clears throat> exactly i'm getting goosebumps because you know what harry says to voldemort in his mind he's like you will never know love yes yeah. you will <laughs> never know love and friendship and i feel sorry for you and that's when exactly leaves and i'm like tears <laughs> yeah exactly and that's the way that we can shift our mindset too for other people when they're projecting on us it's like no i I'm, i feel sorry for you i feel sorry for you that you can't experience love or yeah have these things like I instead of being like oh my god what's wrong with that person or judging them no I feel sorry for you that you can't experience this feeling like I feel sorry for you yeah Yeah. um I feel like this this episode was kind of random yeah I'm like thinking to myself in the back of my mind what shall we call this (laughs) (laughs) like I don't even know we'll we'll figure it out kind of a brain dump like right (laughs) maybe that's what it will be called brain dump yeah <laughs> I like that yeah <laughs> you know it's it authentic is. what can we say <laughs> okay well how do we want to start to wrap up and check out do we want to do some affirmations yeah let's pull do you have the affirmation deck all right spirit what's our affirmation to go with this conversation when I lean on certainty and faith 
I change my mind about the world I see. Mm, I feel like that really fits. (laughs) It's really pretty too. Yeah. Ooh, the eye, eye opening for sure. I think about third eye awareness and, you know, just like I see what I, what I decide to see in the world. And like, we were just saying that of like, oh, I, I feel sorry that you can't experience this or seeing also the different timelines and possibilities of right. what can happen. Yeah. That's where my mind was going is like, when we think about going into this new timeline, we want to make sure that we are tapping into the positive beliefs and the faith in the universe, because that's, what's going to change our perception of the new timeline and make sure that the past things don't creep their way back in. We get to decide. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How we see the world. Yeah. Hmm. I love that. Yeah. I feel like there's nothing really else to say. Yeah. That's just <laughs> like, the theme of the day. <laughs> yeah. And we get to decide <laughs> how we see the world, how we see the world, how we see ourselves as well. Like, yeah. We get to decide. Yeah. Yeah. And finding confidence in how we see other things and ourselves and our shadows. Mm hmm. Yeah. And I just think of the fact that, you know, we just went into um, Pluto and Aquarius and Aquarius is all about one community. It's very much so about other people and um, everyone working together and how you see other people. So I think it's fitting that we would be going into a timeline that's more receptive to collectivism and Mm -hmm. more confident in the shadows yeah and yeah exactly more confident in our own individual shadows and sharing them with other people and allowing us to connect through it yeah yeah okay well thank you for listening and have a magical day go conquer your new timeline Thank you for listening to Spiritually Divergent. If this conversation resonated with you, please share it with your friends and your community and be sure to leave us a review wherever you're listening. If you want to follow us on Instagram, we're at Spiritually Divergent. If you have a topic you want to hear more about or any suggested guests for us, send us an email at spirituallydivergent at gmail.com. And we will include all of that information in the show notes as well. We'd love to hear from you as we begin building this community. Bye.